Hi, everyone. I'm your host, Abby Carcio. And I'm your other host, Sydney Cummings. And from wherever you're listening, welcome to Megged, a women's soccer podcast where we talk about anything and everything related to the women's professional sport. These are our unsolicited football opinions. You didn't ask for them, but we're going to give them. And who knows? Maybe you'll agree. Maybe you'll disagree. But that's the beauty of the game and what's kept us friends for so long. This episode, we'll be discussing the first ever women's finalisma between England and Brazil. Move your feet. This is Magged. Hello, hello, everybody. This is a little bit weird for me because my partner in crime, Sydney Cummings, is not with us today. Uh, she's out adventuring in Australia with her family. So in lieu of a full episode, we decided it would be best to recap one of the major games during this international break, England versus Brazil. So for those of you who weren't able to watch the match yesterday, we had a big time clash between reigning Euro champions, England versus the legendary Brazilians. In what is actually the first female Finalisma. There have been a few different matchups with the men's team, but this is the first ever women's occasion, and it was a huge one. Setting the scene for you guys, this match took place in England at Wembley Stadium. ton of fans showed up. 83,000 was the total, and this was a sellout. Again, England selling out Wembley Stadium. Amazing for them, amazing for the women's game in general. And to pay homage to our last episode on VAR, we had full-on VAR in effect with goal line technology. So it was amazing to see that in action. And I will say throughout the whole match, it was very streamlined. There were a few offside calls that relied on VAR. And I will say it was pretty streamlined. And what I really loved about this matchup was these two coaching powerhouses, both females. We had Pia Sunhaga for Brazil and we had Serena Wegman for England. Now Pia is a name we've heard time and time again across the international sphere. She spent some time, of course, with the U.S. Women's National Team, and she's honestly just a legend of a coach. And Serena Wegman is a little bit on the newer side in terms of headlines, but she's been making them since about 2017 when she won the Euros with the Dutch National Team. And then this past summer, she won the Euros again with England. And so I really enjoyed the tactical chess match that we saw um, on display last night. Another notable thing during this match that we noticed was that England was actually wearing purple wristbands. And they've done this in the past to support the ongoing disputes between the Canadian Federation and its players, as well as the Spanish Federation and its players. And so we love really seeing that cross-team support that we so often see in the women's game. And so we really love to see that on a match that was so high-profiled within England. Both teams had some notable players missing from these matches. Obviously, Brazil is missing their absolute GOAT, Marta. They're also missing Dabinha and their starting goalkeeper. And on the other side of the pitch, England was also missing their mainstay center back, Millie Bright, as well as Frank Kirby. And of course, meet out with a long-term injury. Now, these matches coming up are really a petri dish for the tournament this summer. Coaches are going to be looking at different players, different combinations of players, different formations. And so while obviously the objective was for both of these teams to take the three points and to take the trophy home, this game really was about 
trying out different things. We saw both teams come out as expected. England started in a 4-3-3, and Brazil started in more of a five-back, kind of shifting between a 3-5-2 and a 5-3-2. In the first half, England definitely dominated possession of the ball. Brazil was being patient, waiting for the counter, and they did have a few successful counterattacks. But England pretty much dominated aerially. They dominated the ball, which is not something we're super used to with the team Brazil. England broke the deadlock in the 23rd minute with an amazing team goal scored by Alatoon off of an assist from Lucy Bronze. I love watching England move the ball these days. It seems like they've really found the chemistry and the combination of players that works for them. And you could really see that in this first goal. However, Brazil really remained steadfast in their defensive shape. I thought Brazil's right back, Antonia, did an amazing job marking Lauren Hemp, who is always a force to be reckoned with on the wing with her pace, but Antonio locked her down quite well. And in those first 45 minutes, we saw amazing fluidity between newcomer Lauren James and mainstay Lucy Bronze. And that's really great to see in the women's game, that inversion of the outside back position. It was pretty noticeable that Brazil was overloading on Lauren Hemp's side, and so that kind of freed up that, that space on the right wing for England, and they definitely exploited it, and that's how kind of the first goal was, was tucked away. The first 45 minutes of the match, England looked comfortable. They dealt with any counterattacks quite well, and they did their job on the other end of the pitch. The second half of this match is the tactical chess match that I referenced earlier. We saw Brazil come out in a completely different formation, a completely different style of play, and it rocked England. It was so great to see Pia Sunhaga pull out her notebook and change the plan. This definitely could have been the plan all along to try a different formation, but whatever she did, it totally worked. So Brazil actually came out in a four back this time. So they weren't pinning back that extra outside back. And this allowed them to push forward. It allowed them to not only counterattack, but also get high up on the England outside backs. And so in the first half where you had Jess Carter and Lucy Bronze getting really high up the pitch, how they couldn't get out of their own half. The second 45 really belonged to the Brazilians. Two notable players were Barcelona starlet Jay-Z, who was playing as a striker. Then you also have Carolina, who plays her club football in the States. She was controlling the midfield, absolutely dominating. Whereas in the first half, you had Kira Walsh, Georgia Stanway, really taking care of the ball. In this half, it was all Carolina. It was quite evident in the first 10 to 15 minutes how shocked the England players were. They kind of didn't have a response and started to become a bit frantic on the ball. A lot of errant passes allowed Brazil some chances. And this is exactly the test that England needs before the World Cup. England is going to face a team like Brazil quite a few times in the tournament, one that sits back a lot of the time, but will counter you and will press throughout the game. And so it, it's a great test for England, really. But I will say they probably got a C plus in my book on their reaction coming out at halftime. Both teams made offensive substitutions towards the latter end of the second half. England subbed in Chloe Kelly and Rachel Daly, and Brazil also subbed in Gabby Nunez and Fernanda. Now, this was really our first look at Rachel Daly on an international stage at the nine position. For clubs, she's been doing amazing, one of the high scorers in the WSL, but this was really the first time we saw her under a microscope. And as a substitute nine, you're coming in to change the pace of the game. I'm not sure if she had enough time on the ball to really make that impact, but it was nice for Serena Wegman, I'm sure, and also the fans to get a look at Daly at the nine in an England shirt. That being said, the substitutions only favored Brazil 
the last 20 minutes of the game really went to the women in yellow. Um, they had quite a few chances off of corners in the run of play as well. And again, England couldn't figure it out in those 45 minutes. And so as the game went into additional time because of a Lauren Hemp bloody nose, the chips really did fall in Brazil's favor with a late game equalizer in the 93rd minute. Andressa Alves, one of the substitutes, put the ball in the back of the net off of a rebound from Mary Earps, giving the fans exactly what they paid for. So in a finalisma, there is no overtime, which is a bit different. They go straight to PKs, a position I do not envy at this point in my career, but nonetheless, pressure is a privilege and it makes for a great show. So both teams put their five best kickers forward. And I will say for the Brazilians to be shooting in a penalty shootout with 83,000 fans screaming at you cannot be taken lightly. That is not an easy task. But of course, this is going to replicate the World Cup matches. And so again, it's a, for both teams, it's a great it's a great test and, yeah, a great opportunity to make the mistakes and get the nerves out. Like I mentioned before, Brazil was missing their starting keeper, but Leticia was up for the challenge. And opposite her was mainstay between the pipes for England, Mary Earps. Both keepers were able to make saves for their team, but ultimately England took the win with Brazil players, Samiras and Raffaele, failing to convert as well as Ella Toon failing to convert on the other end. But at the end of the day, 4-2 PKs to England for the first ever women's finalisma. This one had it all. It had the fans, it had VAR, and it had some great football. Sid and I are really excited to break down the different teams and the different groups for the World Cup. It's probably going to be way more fun with Sydney by my side, but we wanted to give you a little insight into last night's big match as we approach the World Cup. From these 93 minutes, there is a lot to break down and a lot to take away. But on the Brazilian side, one thing I'm really looking forward to in the summer is seeing young starlet Jay-Z link up with Dabinha. I think missing that combination hurt Brazil's attack just a bit, but so pacey, so unbelievable. Jay-Z is one to watch in the tournament. She's young, but I think she can really turn a game on its head in five seconds. And so I'm so thrilled to see those two link up going forward. And on the England side of things, we haven't really seen this England team break too much in the last 30 unbeaten games under Serena Wegman. So it was exciting to see them face a challenge. And I'm curious in the next game how they come back from that and if they're able to sort it between now and the summer. We also have another missing link to the England team, and I'm curious to see how that plays out. Millie Bright, when she comes back from injury, how will that shift the England back line? That partnership between Leah Williamson and Millie Bright is pretty solid, and so will Alex Greenwood push out to the left? Will Rachel Daly go back to the left back? Who knows? So I'm excited to see that in the, in the coming weeks and in the next match against Australia. Overall, a great match for the women's game. Great attendance, great coaches, great players, and of course, Great fans. Sydney usually does the outros on this thing, so hurry back, Sid. But for now, thanks for listening, and catch us next time on Megged.